So there's a, an Irish comedian, uh, or comedians a couple of years ago, called The Unbe- Unbelievables, and they had this very, very funny, very, very Irish uh, skit on a lady talking about her own death, right? And so the, her, this lady, she had a real problem with a certain neighbour, let's call her Bridie Ryan, right? She said, Bridie Ryan, so when I, she said, when I die, when I die, make sure to have me cremated, right? And because I don't want to have a grave where Bridie Ryan can come and spit on, you know what I mean? She won't, so what, what you do is cremate me, right? Then bring me home and throw my ashes up in the air. That way Bridie won't know where I am. <laughs> Just, it's really, really Irish. But then she's, oh, throw me up in the air. That way Bridie Ryan won't know where I am. But not if the wind is blown east. I don't want to end up in Bally. I hate that Bally crowd. <laughs> again, just so, so Irish. I don't want to end up in Bally. I hate that Bally crowd. <laughs> but but I, it was a, a typical kind of a... I know it's, it's done in jest, but it does reveal something of, of, of the, the comedian's mentality or, or, or this kind of Irish mentality that, that can be there of judging people according to groups. So I hate the Bally crowd. I hate people from Bally, all of them, because they're all the same. Or I hate the, 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 the Spanish, or I hate the, the people from the north or the south or the east of the river or west of the river. And, and a whole group of people are judged and condemned because they're from a certain place, regardless of how they actually are. And this is historically very, very prevalent and historically very, very, very dangerous. Because this is what leads to genocide, this is what leads to racism, this is what leads to uh, all the troubles up in the north and so on and so forth. You know, uh, just grouping a whole uh, yeah, not, not even a demographic, but, but a, a geographical area and all the people in that are therefore bad, are therefore inferior to us, or whatever it may be. And that's obviously something which, which uh, as Christians, we can't and don't accept. Uh, we can't. We can't. We can't uh, just blanket judge uh, a group of people like that, putting them into boxes. You know, this idea of uh, putting uh, a certain age bracket, geographical group, uh, ethnic group, into a box and condemning them all. That's bad, but there's something else I wanted to focus on today. And that's how, while, yes, we're all, we can be guilty of judging groups of people or nationalities, we can also put ourselves into boxes. We can put ourselves into a kind of a, a cage, almost. And it's, it's just very, very interesting. I, I, remember, I can't remember who said it now, but... Um, uh, I mentioned this a couple of months back where sometimes we can choose to live in a gilded cage. So we live in a cage, it's covered in gold and we choose to live there and it looks nice-ish because it's gold, but it's a cage. It's a cage, we're not free. We're choosing it and we're kind of fooling ourselves into thinking that this is actually okay, but it's, but it's not, it's not. So we've, we've chosen a prison, we've chosen a box, we've chosen to categorize ourselves in such a way that we don't let ourselves free. So, say for example, um, if my identity is the athletic one, the, 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 the sporty one, the musical one, the intelligent one, the organized one, uh, my identity is the pretty one, my identity is whatever it is. Uh, and if then I fail in that regard, then I'm nothing. I'm nothing. I mean, this. I've put myself in this, in this prison and my identity is this and if I, can, if I don't accomplish these certain goals then I'm nothing. I'm nothing. 
or if I've experienced rejection from maybe especially people who, who should love me, parents, uh, family, or maybe in, in, in school, especially at, at a young age, if, if, if someone is rejected or bullied, they can begin to believe that I'm not worthy of love. Okay, so then I, I put myself in this box. And it's, it's, I mean, I'm not condemning people who do it at all. Uh, that would be to contradict my own homily. But uh, I'm saying it, it can, it can be a reaction of, of hurt, of self-preservation. You know, when we keep getting pushed back, you keep getting pushed back, but then eventually you kind of step, step back. You keep getting rejected, keep getting rejected, then you eventually stop trying. So if, uh, if we put ourselves then into this box of I'm not good enough, or I'm not lovable. This has catastrophic effect, effects on our relationships with people and on our relationship with God. Because I now imprison myself in a place where it feels comfortable maybe. Maybe it, maybe it feels safe. It feels safe because it's familiar. It's safe because it's familiar but it's not good, it's not joyful, it's not happy. And maybe, it's, maybe things could be worse, so maybe let's just stay where it's safe so things don't get worse. But things aren't good here either. Uh-huh, but they could get worse if I try. So maybe I'll just keep myself in this little self-imposed prison and then maybe I'll be, I'll be safe. See, the Lord is calling us into something He's calling us into a, a, a life full of love. He's calling us into a relationship. Okay, so like when Jesus speaks about prayer here, it's uh, something that most of us aren't guilty of parading our prayer in front of people. That tends not to happen these days anymore. Maybe it used to, not so much anymore. Uh, but when he speaks about prayer, he says, "When you pray, go to your private room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father." who is in that secret place. And your father, who sees all that is done in secret, will reward you. So, when he talks about like a, a private room, my understanding of that isn't so much a physical place, like, you know, go up to room eight and, uh, and close the door. Because, I mean, we mostly share bedrooms anyway, so like your bedroom isn't a private place. Uh, I think he means the interior life. So, when you pray, you go into your heart, this interior world that we have, this like, imagination of the soul, where we can be with our Father. And our Father who sees this, this desire of ours to be with him, will reward us. The problem is, though, uh, if we put ourselves in a box, if we put ourselves in a cage, if we put ourselves in a, in a self-imposed prison, we might be actually afraid to do any of this, to step out of that box and step into a relationship with God, step into a place where, where he can form me or heal me or guide me. We may not actually want him to heal us. We may not want his help because it, he might actually call me out of this box which has become familiar, which has become home. And like it's, it's, you do see this. I mean, I... Uh, you see this in people where, where an opportunity is offered to them to heal or to grow and they actually don't want it. They don't, they don't, they don't try. They don't engage. They're afraid. They're afraid. And again, it's understandable. People have been hurt. But then that darkness 
remains. That sadness, that loneliness, that emptiness, it all remains. And the Lord is there calling us into this relationship with him. He doesn't want us judging other people, but he doesn't want us judging and condemning ourselves either. He wants us to be free. He wants us to be happy. He wants to guide us into a place of peace. He wants to reward us. Imagine like the God of all creation wants to reward you. He wants to lift you up. He wants to draw you close to his heart. He does all the heavy lifting. He does all the work. He just asks for openness, a willingness to go into that secret place, to go into that interior life with him. It sounds simple. It sounds obvious. Like you read something like this and go, yeah, sure, who wouldn't do that? But we're a little more complicated than that. And especially if we've been hurt, we can actually be afraid to follow the Lord. We can be afraid to open up in prayer. So today we ask the Lord to heal the wounds of our hearts. Heal the wounds of our hearts. To free us from any self-imposed box, self-imposed prison. That we might experience the freedom of the children of God. That we might experience true healing of our minds and memories. That we might know that we are lovable and loved. And that we might know that we are called to life and life to the full in Jesus. Amen.